0: It was August 3rd, 2009, and my family had just moved into this colonial house originally built in the early 1900s. It was one of the first subdivision esque communities in the area at the time, and my dad, being the history buff he was, he fell in love with the home immediately. We didn't know what made the house so special aside from its considerable age. But the house itself was quite magnificent, so my parents were eager to accept the rather cheap $550,000 price tag attached, and we quickly moved in. I was always a shy kid. I had weight problems at the time. I never really socialised or explored my community. This was the fourth time I'd moved since the start of high school, so I never really understood the point of socialising if I just had to say goodbye to those people anyway. All things considered, my first few weeks there were surprisingly enjoyable. I loved walking around the neighbourhood and investigating my new surroundings. I played with the neighbourhood pets as they were let out by their owners, and I was just considered the good kid in the community. I wasn't used to so much attention, and actually, if I'm being honest, the feeling was quite exciting. After a few weeks, I grew familiar with the area and decided to do some exploring of the house. I was checking every nook and cranny, looking for old books and spiders and whatever cool weird stuff I could find. I found a couple of old coins, some dusty abandoned corners that no one had noticed, none of which I really paid attention to. The one thing that really caught my eye was a hidden door I had found in the kitchen – I viewed this as my discovery, so I always kept it to myself. It was hidden behind the fridge and no one really noticed it. I was able to move the fridge away from the door myself. I only did so when I knew I would be home alone, as to not be discovered. The door was locked, so I couldn't get past it, but just investigating it was exciting. It was very dated compared to the rest of the house. A knocker was the doorknob, and it was made of aged and extremely dense wood, the whole nine yards. One night, my parents told me they were going on a dinner date, and that they could trust me for the night. I decided that, this night, I would finally crack the code of the mysterious door and see what lies past it. As soon as they left, I set to work. My parents loved watching TV shows and movies about crime, therefore I had learnt a lot about picking locks. I tried swiping the lock with an old credit card I found in my parents' room. Nothing. Grunting about the hard work in front of me, I straightened a paper clip and began plucking at the lock. After ten minutes, I grew frustrated at my failure and slammed the paper clip into the lock as hard as I could. For some reason, that alone cracked the lock and opened the door. The door creaked loudly as I slowly pushed it open. An odour filled the kitchen area as more and more of the hidden room became exposed. I still can't exactly put my finger on what it was. It just seemed to reek of age. Even though the kitchen was brightly lit, the area behind the door was purely black almost as if the basement was sucking up the light and destroying it as the waves came into contact with the secret room. I grabbed a flashlight and shone it into the abyss to find a decayed flight of stairs with a broken rail. In the very distance, I could barely make out a decrepit floor that seemed stained by something, but I wasn't sure. I felt a captivating feeling of discomfort and anguish as the aura of the room flooded me. Something told me to turn around and run, but I had already come too far. Terrified and apprehensive, I took my first steps into the abyss that would soon become my new home. The stairs bellowed below me with every step I took. I became wary of the possibility that the staircase wasn't sturdy and it was eaten away by termites, and that I would go plunging through the wood at any moment to my injury or death. Determined to push on, I rushed to the bottom of the stairs and slammed my feet against the cold ground. I shone my flashlight around me to reveal the details of this secret room. To my astonishment, the room was extremely fancy. The floor was made entirely of marble. The walls had fine art on them. Veils hung from the ceiling as decoration, and the room was lined with gold. There was nothing in this room aside from the paintings – For some reason, the room reminded me of an old-time barbershop or something like that. It seemed almost too nice, though. I noticed something flashing in the corner of the room. I walked over to it and noticed there was a passageway. I also noticed a distinct change in the quality of the decorations. The hallway had just a dull grey all around. It was made of cheap rock, and there was nothing else whatsoever. Getting to this hallway made my knees shake. I wanted to really turn back then, but I couldn't. I knew what I had to do. I began stepping down the hallway... The hallway wasn't that big to begin with. Despite this, it continued to grow smaller and tighter the more I walked, seemingly almost to be slowly collapsing onto itself. I thought I'd found the motherlode, that this was a secret passageway that obviously extended past the house. There had to be something really good at the end of this tunnel, Maybe treasure, or ancient remains, maybe even heaven. I had to find out. Just then, the tunnel began almost impassable due to how insanely tiny it was. But just as quickly, it opened up into a room about seven feet wide and forty foot long, The room was creepy to say the least. Spiderwebs with egg sacs littered the room. Cockroaches seemed to have found a new world order here. And the walls themselves were stained and cracked. Three particular cracks, side by side on the side wall, they looked almost like claw marks. At the very end of the room, in the centre of the back wall, there was a picture frame. Advancing to the picture, I grew more and more terrified. I finally mustered up the courage to lift my flashlight and gaze at the picture that stood before me. I raised my flashlight and literally felt the life flush out of me as my eyes met the picture. The picture seemed to be of a woman. She had been brutally tortured and beaten. She bore a grin, extending all the way from ear to ear. Her left eye was missing. Her hair had been burnt off. Her upper lip had been cut off and removed, revealing the entire upper gum line. And the rest of her face was covered in blood, cuts and bruises. What was most disturbing, however, was her skin. It varied in hue sometimes a normal human peach colour, sometimes a mouldy green. It seemed like as if her skin had begun to grow a fungus, and that said fungus was causing her skin to rupture. Numerous boils plagued her complexion, and it almost seemed like her skin was peeling off or melting off. Someone had carved a haunting smile into the side of her neck, eerily similar to the Glasgow smile. On the other side of her neck, coming down to the top of her torso, were carved the words I am a fucking whore. No matter which way I moved, the picture seemed to follow my every move. Horrified and freaked out, I dashed out of the room and tore down the hallway at full speed. I ran into the fancy room and darted up the stairs, slamming the door behind me and quickly pulling the refrigerator over it. I felt like I was being stalked. I soon realised that, in a way, I was... One of the spider webs had caught in my hair, and a family of a hundred freshly hatched baby spiders and their mother were making a new home in my locks. I grabbed a can of spider repellent and brought that family to their end quite quickly. It was night by then, and my parents had just gotten home. I quickly washed my hair and said hello. They asked me what I did, and I said I just read a couple of books, took a walk, played with a few of the neighbourhood kids, and just relaxed. I went to bed shortly after, and tossed and turned all throughout the night. After what seemed like hours, I fell asleep. The next few days were fine. The horror of that night seemed to fade away. I went back to playing with the neighbourhood kids a lot, just walking around being myself. I completely forgot what the girl looked like. It was almost like it never happened. One day, I was showing a new friend of mine around the house. He thought the house was awesome, looking at every little thing like it was magical. He made a mess of my room, of course, but he was a bit of a weirdo, so I kind of expected it. Once I finished showing him the upstairs rooms, the living room and the dining room, he darted into the kitchen to get something to drink. I was too tired to follow him, so I just gazed out the window. Suddenly, I heard him exclaim that he found a door and as soon as I heard that, I heard a scrape of the refrigerator against tile. I screamed at him to stop, but he was too fast as I ran down. I followed him and he was astonished by the beauty of the fancy room. He looked at all the beautiful paintings and danced around the room and acted like he was in an old-time movie. I could feel that anxiety again. I didn't like being down there. I told him to come upstairs and he obliged. When we got upstairs, I noticed he had a piece of paper in his hand. He must have grabbed it while he danced around the room. I asked him for it. I opened it up and saw it was a handwritten receipt for a super durable window, one that could never be broken along with concrete blocks, drywalls, cement. And then I noticed at the bottom of the receipt there was an extra note. The bitch can look at whoever she wants to. I don't care how cute she is. She will never get out. I told my parents and they called the police. The police came and busted down that wall only to find a dead girl. She was tortured and brutalised. She was hanging from a noose facing an unbreakable window, with a Glasgow smile cut into the side of her face.